0: It's the Exit 52 podcast, the only Baltimore podcast that, quite frankly, has a campaign to talk about. And we'll get to that in one second. Back for another episode, myself, Taylor Smythe, RDT, and Banks coming at you. We will get to Ravens-Browns. We will get to all the other Baltimore sports news, local sports news that we bring you every week. We first have to quickly touch on something that we just launched as we record here on Thursday night. The Exit 52 Be There for Be More campaign. The three of us and our sort of creative producer is what I'll call him, Marty Suma, hatched this idea. Banks, it was, it was sort of your brainchild. And then we kind of ran with it over the day on Wednesday and, and figured it out. Um, and trying to do something to help the, uh, the local businesses. Obviously, um, the restrictions just coming down from the mayor um, with the big, the, obviously, the, the surge of COVID, that indoor and outdoor dining now not allowed. So we're back to carry out like we were at the beginning of the quarantine um, and trying to uh, support some of the local restaurants. So I'll break it down. I'll let the boys sort of talk about it a little bit. Go and sub- get a carry out from a local restaurant. Send us proof of that purchase with, a 25% or more tip, send the screenshot. If it's a, if it's an app, send whatever to us, obviously it's better to not be an app because they take the money away, but however you need to get your food, send it to us on the, on the email or at Twitter, Instagram, and tag us. And we will enter into a raffle for a variety of prizes. And we got to thank the Orioles. We got to thank the Ravens, a variety of people um, for providing those prizes. We'll stick you in a raffle on Ravens game days. That's its own raffle by itself than the weekly raffle, but really excited about this guys. I think it will be a cool way um, to get people feeling good about the city and kind of come together. You know, we're, we're still in a tough time obviously with COVID um, and the amazing things that people have done to support local businesses throughout this has been awesome and we're just trying to do our part hopefully a little bit to help some of these uh, businesses ease the financial strain.
1: Yeah, the um, if you live in the city here in Baltimore, you know it's very much a neighborhood type environment you have your corner bars that are kind of your spots. And um, they're some of my favorite places to be at any given time. And they've been closed for, for up, you know, over nine months, pretty much now. And they've already gone through one whole wave of getting closed down and trying to figure out their way through that. And what made things worse is that um, while they got some relief the first time around, they, you know, they, they, some didn't get by and some did. And those that, that did made all kinds of investments and um, and put put a lot of money into modifying their restaurants to accommodate outdoor seating and kind of make things work and to um, have the situation evolve to a position where um, they have to close down again completely and um, some of that those investments aren't necessarily able to be utilized it's it's disappointing and I can understand the frustration of restaurant owners that have gone through this and it's it's more than anybody it's it's the employees that, that really hurt too and um, anything that we can do to try to support those people because they've always been open doors for us to go in and have our beers and our food and enjoy our time there and if we don't support them they're not going to be there on the other side and um, it's time to pay it back you know pay it forward to these restaurants and uh, lend a helping hand. It's kind of what we do here in Baltimore, as kind of a, a close-knit blue-collar type city. And um, I just want to encourage supportive behavior. I, I think that people would have been very support. Like we just want to continue to uh, support that and reward that in some way. And this idea was kind of hatched yesterday, within an hour or two of um, of the mayor announcing the, the the closures. And it's been really cool behind the scenes to watch it evolve where we've reached out to people and they very quickly have been more than generous donating things to us for us to give away. And um, it's, it's inspiring. And I, I am really excited to get, we've gotten the ball rolling here tonight and it's going to snowball. And I think people are going to be really excited by the things that we have to give away.
2: Yeah. I mean, you, you, you basically put it perfectly. Like you said, there, there's those, it's it's the neighborhood feel it's it's those places where even though they're closing in 10 minutes or 20 minutes they'll let you come in and you know grab a one last drink and again it's like for years and years and years they've always been there for you and in the time and and especially I mean we're two weeks from Christmas like like you were saying it's 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 all about supporting the people who who have supported you and and I've I've taken that slogan from our buddy Johnny at Jimmy's who for a while has always done the, you know, giving back to people and, and support the ones who support you. Um, and he always says, you know, it's nice to be nice. And again, it's like, especially around the holiday season um, and just with this on top of it, it's like, there are going to be a lot of people hurting. Like you said, a lot of these restaurants built extensions, just changed the, their entire layouts of the restaurants of their bars or whatever. And now, they paid for it. And, and, and that's, it's all out of pocket. And now they're that, that income's not going to be there um, for God knows how long. And, and so again, it's just like anything you can do, you know, the tip, if you tip 20%, tip 25%, if you tip 30%, tip 35%, tip 40%, you know, it's, 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 it's going to go to people who need it. Um, again, it's just, it's a yeah. shitty situation and, and we're just trying to help people out. Um, and again, like, like you said, I mean, within an hour of of us texting a bunch of people. I mean, I left the warehouse today with a signed bat, a couple of signed balls and picking up some more stuff this weekend. And I know, you know, we got stuff arriving in the mail. So like the more, the more you tip and the more you help out, you know, your bartender, your, your host, your, you know, the guy, your servers, like the guys that, the people that, you know, and you see every Friday night, every Saturday night, you know, you can win something cool, which, Obviously, that's not the main thing. The main thing is giving back to the community. So that—that's what we're trying to take away from this.
1: Yeah, it's just good to help some people that that need it. Like, there are a lot of, um, you know, bigger stores with corporations that back then that are in this area, and uh, it's nothing against them whatsoever. But it's these local spots that are mom and pop shops that. You know, they've, they're putting their last dimes into these businesses just to keep them afloat. And they're trying to get by on rent and anything we can do to keep their doors open and keep them, you know, give them a chance to fight and make it to the other side of this thing is, is the least we could do because we're going to, I mean, we all need to eat and uh there's, you know, I don't, I don't want to put pressure on people who aren't necessarily in a position to help. You know, I, that we understand that there are people that are, and all types of walks of life that are struggling right now. But for those who, who are in a position to help, we want to reward those for supporting the local businesses. And I mean, for example, you know, Christmas is coming up and tradition is probably that, you know, your parents, your mom will go to the grocery store and sink a bunch of money into buying a bunch of groceries and making some homemade things. And those are awesome things. Those are tremendous traditions. And some of you may be getting together to do those things and some of you may not, but I'm suggesting that in place of that, maybe go out and support one of these local businesses and order out for a feast. These restaurants are going to be catering all types of new plans and, and new meal like kits and things like that in order to kind of support those family dinners and such around Christmas. And I, I just want to suggest that maybe Instead of your mom, you know, making the ham and we all love that whole thing, like, like me more than anybody, but if you can go and, uh, I don't know, buy, buy something for $7,500 that feeds the family from one of these restaurants, like, and then tip their workers that are working hard through these holidays, I, I think that'd be a beautiful thing. And it'd be a great way to help your fellow man or woman.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, and like you guys said, the, the response we've gotten really in 24 hours from some of the, uh, you know, the, the, the Ravens and the Orioles have both helped us out. Um, Maryland is going to put some things in as well. Um, so we're going to try to have some really cool prizes. We're going to reveal those on social media as we go, as we get them in and can actually take some photos of them. But, but as um, RDT said, you know, some signed stuff from the Orioles, you know, they've, they've been awesome with us um, since we started the pod. Um, so you can expect more like that. We're going to try to continue to look into more things that aren't just you know sports memorabilia, that's sort of where our initial connection is. Um, but other experiences for people to have around not only Baltimore City, but you know around Maryland too. Um, to try to get people to support. But as you guys yeah. said, I mean, so many of so many of people's memories um, are not from when they go and not any shot at, at this kind of place, but like a cheesecake factory, it's when you go down to like your local spot. And it's the same people that have been there for 30 years or 25 years, or even I've only lived in the city for, you know, three years now. Um, And you, you see all the same bartenders, all these places in Fed Hill and, and Canton and, and, and throughout the city, wherever you go. I mean, there's obviously so many places that are your local neighborhood. I think for obviously for me and banks, it's in Fed Hill right now, but I mean, people that listen are from all over. So make sure to support those places. I think it's going to be, I think it's gonna be really cool.
1: Yeah. And Anne Arundel County is, is, doing the same thing. And I think other counties are going to start doing it too. And I mean, we, we want people to, to, we want to encourage this type of behavior everywhere. I mean, I'm all for supporting local businesses, wherever you may be, whether it's Baltimore, whether it's DC, whether it's outside of the, the DMV area, you know, it's. Yeah, Ocean City, like, yeah, you know, Ocean there's City, so many places. Like, do what you can to help, help your, your mom and pop that are grinding through these tough times. And, and send those things in because we want to give you stuff. So yeah. send the stuff in because we've if, got the stuff. And if you know people that can support this entire campaign, whether it be through sharing the word or, you know, donations for things that we could potentially give away. And, you know, this is still a relatively new idea that has been kind of a thing amongst us, our small group here for 36 hours, if that and so like, honestly, it's been really cool to like as a group here to be with these guys and and kind of brainstorm and just have these ideas snowball. And we're really excited about it. And um, that's what I'm what I'm trying to say is that this is continuing to evolve. And if there are great ideas out there to kind of pivot from this and, and make this even better, like we're all ears. We just want to help. We just want these restaurants to do well.
2: Yeah, no yeah, doubt. Yeah, I mean, and and like you were saying, Taylor, we're not we're not saying don't you don't go to the big places, but like Phillips will be okay, Cheesecake will be okay. Some of these smaller places that, and I know we talked about it before we started recording, where it's like, oh, I should have gone there, or I haven't gone there in a while. It's like you you may not be able to go there again. You may not be able to grab a bar, you know, a beer this summer there because they're shut down. Because, and you know, again, buying a ten dollar gift card, buying a fifteen dollar gift card, buying a T shirt yeah. from them, buying. You know, an appetizer. If you buy an appetizer from some place, a main course from another place, and then a dessert from one place, it's like that's that's even better. You're spreading the wealth. The gift so, card's yeah, and, a great thing. The cash yeah.
1: flow is what these businesses need most. And mm-hmm. cards put cash right into their pockets. And down the road, you can go in and you can get your meal, get your beer, whatever. And if you just want to buy a gift card, just to buy a gift card, just to put some money in their pocket, like even more power to you. And um, if you want to get those as gifts for people, I would understand people being like, Oh, great. A gift card I can't use. Like,
3: mm-hmm.
1: you know, but if you kind of give it with the, with the message of like, Hey, this place is great. Like when this is all over, we're going to go together. Like, I think that sends a great message to both support a local business and just kind of, um, you know, just send a positive message to the to, to people you care about.
0: For sure. And, and as you said, Banks, a little bit there. I think the biggest thing, if you're a listener of us and, and you want to support us, spread the word about it. Um, that would be huge for us. I think any any person that hears about it can theoretically go and participate or you know, just have the idea in their head to help more. Obviously, there's so many examples of this around the country and around the world, really, at this point um, with what has gone on with COVID and, and people supporting local. And um, this is just our sort of step for that. But Shoot us a DM or or an email, Um, even if it's not tagging it, you know, asking how you can help or can you do it in this, you know, buy from this area? You know, all these places are in our our general Baltimore community. Obviously, we're centered in the city, but um, you have so many other places you can go. Speaking of important Baltimore causes, the Baltimore Ravens uh, have a very big game on Monday night against the Browns, the 9-3 and Browns, which sounds like a lie uh, when I say it, on Monday Night Football. Uh, one of the most convincing wins of the season. Now the probably the Ravens' best win at this point is against the Browns on, in Week 1. If you look at the records, a pretty comprehensive 38-6 win. Both teams are in very different places now as the Ravens fight for a playoff spot um, in Cleveland. Your guys' initial thoughts on this game, I mean, obviously the Ravens have held the Browns number. Historically, the Browns have been a putrid franchise. An incredible season for them going right now. Um, This is a big one for the birds as they head down the stretch.
1: This is kind of the swing game. And with the rest of the games on the schedule, if you kind of play around with all those playoff simulators, if they win this game, their playoff odd percentages are in the 80s. And if they lose, it's in the 20s or 30s. And you have to win out essentially to make it um, uh, you know, pretty much a coin flip whether or not they make the playoffs. So this is this is almost like wild card weekend for the Ravens. You know, it's and it's against a team that's coming in with a ton of confidence, and they've earned the right to be confident. You know, they've taken their their licks against us and the Steelers, and um, I, I'm having struggle. I'm struggling to remember what their other loss is, but um, they're playing well, and and we're kind of getting our legs back under us, and. I really like the way that we looked the other night, and we're going to get Mark Andrews and Willie Snead and uh, Matt Judon back, and I think that's going to make a pretty big difference. And um, you know, Vegas is giving us uh, is giving the Browns two and a half points at home, so there's and that opened at I think uh, as Ravens one point favorites, so there's reason to believe that that Vegas views us as the team that should win this game, and. it's really hard to nail down who the Ravens are because we've seen piecemeal football teams the last two weeks. And, um, and before that, they were really, really struggling, even with a game like in a monsoon in new England. Um, But this is almost like a reset week. It's almost like week one all over again. And um, the thing that I'm most encouraged about right now is the way that the energy in the building seems to be with, I think they're just really happy to be back. And Lamar Jackson's quotes today were, like, they were like him last year. He's just so excited to play ball. He's just all about getting back out there and leading his guys and playing ball. And So, yeah, that's, that's kind of my, my initial take on how I'm feeling going into it. I just feel – I feel probably more optimistic than most.
0: The Cleveland Browns' other loss was to – and excuse me here. You <clears throat> That was their other loss. It's not bad. I forgot that that's 16-6. 16-6 in a very, uh, very poor game. Uh, Yeah, as you said, I mean, the Ravens in a a precarious playoff position at this point. And this is such a huge game to go towards that. With the Raiders as another team that is sort of in that sphere. And your Titans, Eric, are are all the kind of teams bunched into this uh, extended NFL playoff kind of group.
2: Yeah, it's um, it, it's You know, you're gonna have the Raiders, you're gonna have the Titans, you're gonna have the Colts, you're gonna have the Dolphins. You got the, the Ravens. I mean, it's there's a lot of teams fighting for that that last position or the, that I guess those last few positions now. Like you said, with that added um playoff spot. But I, like you were talking about banks, I think. I mean, I think you were dead on. Like team they looked like they were having fun we talked about in the incident analysis lamar jackson like audibly laughing as he's running to the sideline like his press conference today he's muhammad ali boxing and all that stuff it's like it seems like that that again it's not a break that he wanted but it seems like that break did him some good um and again i mean the team is they're they're i don't know if you could say getting healthy they're getting off the covid list at the right time now and again that can hmm. obviously change tomorrow um but again, they're getting Andrews back. They're getting Willie Snead back. So it's like those are their those two guys are their biggest receiving threats this whole year. I,
1: yeah, I think there's an interesting dynamic in this game where, um, probably from a national standpoint, how people view these two teams is the the Browns are flying high mm-hmm. and they're looking great. And the Ravens are, are, you know, they're coming back out of it, but they've really faltered over the last six weeks or so, and people are down on them as contenders and they're, they're, they're fighting for the playoff lives, but each team has reason to think that their identity is not one way or another. I am having a difficulty explaining that, but I mean, the Browns are nine and three, but they have a negative point differential. They've been outscored overall. And that's usually one of the prime indicators of future success is not necessarily a record just because you have a good record. Um, doesn't mean that you're going to be successful in the future as much as point differential tends to be a better indicator of what you're going to be in the future. Um, Whereas the Ravens, uh, I believe they're fourth in the AFC with around like plus 63 or or so. I might not have that number exactly right, but I know it's in that range. Um, And on the other side, so you could also look at the week one game, the Ravens won 38 to six and you say, okay, we've seen these two teams play. The Ravens blew them out. And so the Ravens fans can feel totally confident about that going in. But then if you look at the numbers and underneath that game, the game is a, is a lot closer than it might look. If you look at total yards between the Ravens and the Browns in that game, the Ravens gained 381 to the Browns 306. That's not exactly a blowout time of possession was almost exactly even with the Browns actually having 30 minutes and two seconds worth of possession. Um, You know, there's, there's things in here to, to suggest that these two teams are much closer 23 first downs by the Ravens, 20 by the Browns. It was, um, so point being is the 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 Ravens forced three takeaways, and we only gave one away, and that's kind of the difference. And sometimes when you have a game like that, the game just becomes a runaway. Like games just get away from you, and I think that's what happened last week So the. Well, I was gonna say it's what happened to the Titans last week, and I mm-hmm. think it's what happened to the Browns in week one. It's what happened to the Browns in Pittsburgh, and there's no. There's no promise whatsoever that the game is going to go the same way this week. So um, it's really interesting to me how each side, I think could be encouraged and discouraged going into this game. And the teams I think overall are pretty evenly matched and their identities are even a little bit similar because the Browns have really found their way with running the football with great success. And obviously that's what the Ravens are all about. So it's going to be a real clash of, Kind of possession and who can build a lead and that's kind of our kind of game and they've kind of made it theirs too
2: so it's going to be
1: really interesting
2: and and i was thinking too this is going to be a game where we see who the browns are if the brown i mean if the browns win are they're going to be 10 and 3 they're going to be talked about as this is the hottest team in the afc right now minus the chiefs and you know they're they, again they're going to be feeling themselves and rightfully so but this is a game where if the ravens win this that's when you're going to get the talking heads the Hey, watch out here. They come. This is, you know, we've seen them do this before. Like you said, count, go ahead, count them out. Yep. Stay, the schedule opens up done. now.
0: Yep. They've gotten past the, the one really tough one on the schedule. Yep. Look at how this sets up. Yeah.
2: It's, you're going to have the Stephen A's and the skips say, you know, I've already, you know, he's going to come out in a Lamar Jersey saying I've already bought my tickets to to Tampa, you know, in, in February and I'll see you guys there. So yeah, this is, and again, if, if the if the Browns come out and they just look flat and, and get, if it's another week one repeat, then that's when people are going to have that. These are the fraud, they're frauds. the Browns are frauds. And, and again, it's, people are going to be hot on the Ravens. So this is going to be, I mean, it's going to be a big swing game.
0: Yeah. It's, it's pretty interesting looking at their last four games in this four game win streak, a 7 win over Houston, a 22 to 17 win over Philly, a 27 to 25 win over Jacksonville. And then obviously they jump all of the Titans, an impressive win over a good team. Uh, who obviously beat the Ravens in Baltimore. But you look back at the three three wins before that, and Houston has gotten a little friskier as the year goes on. Uh, the Eagles stink. And Jacksonville is one of the worst teams in the league and is fighting for the number one pick. So they haven't beaten a lot of good teams convincingly. Not that the Ravens have either, um, to, to, to keep it candid. The other thing that's interesting to look at is the tale of, you know – two sequences here for baker mayfield against the ravens as he's gone through his career a lot of success early through for 342 yards in his first game against the ravens the memorable you know week uh the final week of the season in 2018 throws for 376 and was really good in that game through three picks was very good at times in that game then throws for 342 in the win at the beginning of the 2019 season and then he has not been good 192 yards um in the sort of throwaway game for the Ravens in the year last year, and then 189 yards in week one. So the Ravens have figured him out a little bit as they've gone through these five matchups. And the question will be, can the Browns have enough success on the ground to kind of take this game out of Baker Mayfield's hands to a certain extent? I think the Ravens are going to sell out to stop um, that, that dual-headed threat um, for Cleveland and make Bay- Baker Mayfield win the game, especially without Odell Beckham as a weapon on the outside. It'll be interesting to see how May- – this is a game, a division game, a statement game against a team that's always had your number. This is where you need a, your quarterback to step up and win the game for you. And I think that's what Wink Martindale is going to make Baker Mayfield do, and we'll see if he's able to do it.
1: Yeah, I, um, I think that we're, we're due to see the defense – find their way a little bit more in terms of forcing turnovers and, and because, and really they're going to be tested in in the front seven. And I think it's huge, like so huge to have when we had Kalias and Brandon Williams back last week, and it looked a little winded, but they've got this week to kind of get their legs back under them and get their breath back and get back in the, in this, the, the kind of the, the flow of things and, Matt Judon will be back, and I think that that's going to help a lot in terms of getting some pressure on Baker Mayfield, and I think we're going to see one of these turnovers finally that um, we haven't really seen probably since the Indianapolis game, kind of a game-changing uh, return for a touchdown or something like that. I think we're going to see Marcus Peters maybe or, or Yannick Ngakwe make their mark because they're, they're both kind of do.
2: And it's, yeah,
0: definitely, definitely. I mean, in, in Gakwe, it, it just has to happen at some point here.
2: He's put up goose eggs. I mean, every, he doesn't he's have a sack. Does he, does he have a half sack? I don't think he does, but he's not
1: playing poorly. Like, he's – He's getting pressure. He's played five games. Two of the games were against the Steelers where Ben just gets rid of the ball before anybody has a chance to get anywhere.
2: I think uh, he forced a fumble against the Titans because he did that as a Viking, and they were like, oh, he did it again against Tannehill.
1: That may be right.
2: I think he had to tip because that's the one that rolled – And it went out of bounds like eight yards past where it got thrown and then they pulled him all the way back.
1: Yeah. Regardless, I think that while he doesn't have numbers to show, he's been like showing signs and he's been getting in the backfield and um, he's just he's been getting a little too far upfield um, on the edge. And I think he's going to kind of work his way in and and make a play happen here. Um, it's, It's just a matter of time.
0: But you're right. I think the playmakers, and you saw them start. I mean, you saw Brandon Williams tipping the pass the other night. Queen making a great pick. That those that looks like it's starting to come on a little bit. And now as you get your guys back healthy, and then obviously on the other side, you know, you talk about it in, in a, a prove it game for Baker. You know, you saw good step. I think we saw good steps from Lamar Jackson on Tuesday night. Now, this is where you've got to go in and, and and sort of start to put your team on, on his, on his back, as he's has done, you know, late in 2018. And then obviously all of last year, Um, this is where you kind of make that move. I'm interested to see how the Ravens once again, divvy up carries this week with, we saw good hard running from, from Gus Edwards. We saw, we've seen, I've really just been impressed by JK Dobbins for most of the year. And then do they kind of take the rock away from Mark Ingram a little bit? I know we, we kind of touch on that every week, but it's just such a fascinating thing to watch um, Greg Roman and John Harbaugh try to figure out. So we'll see what they do. We'll see what they um, do against this team. When you, when you watched as much of that game as you watched, Eric, what did you see from the Browns playing at your team? Like what did you – what were you wor- – I'm interested because you watch a team and you're like, what am I worried about? When you were watching them because you've now – your team was the latest to play them, what was like worrying you
2: watching them? Obviously, I mean, the run, r- the run game is like that's, that, that was going in. is like, hey, this is what you got to watch out for. And I remember, I mean, they had the I, – I, I, I think the Titans bottled them up pretty good in the first half running. Chubb, I know, had, had ripped off some chunks, but nothing, nothing big. And then I remember when it kind of got opened up was, was um, obviously the big, the big 75-yard pass to Donovan Peoples-Jones. And, and that was all because, I mean, it was a play action and they said like Baker Mayfield, he's got, he's one of the best play action quarterbacks and he should be because of that running game. And I mean, he had the play action. I don't know if it was the hunt or to to Chubb, but Amani hooker, who's the the Titan safety, I mean, just sprinted up. And that's where it left people Jones on, on that, the, the double move. And after that, that 75 yard touchdown, the game is pretty much over, but I mean, they'll, they'll trick you. They started doing the thing where they had Chubb, they had hunt in the backfield, And then they had Chubb um, at fullback and they did a fake two hunt and Chubb rolled out. And so the linebacker went with him. And that's when they they had the fat guy touchdown. So again, like I wouldn't be surprised if we see that same type thing where both running backs are back there, Um, a nice play action. And again, it's like, is this a game where Marcus Peters bites on a play action hard and you see another long pass, something like that. Um, I mean, again, like you said, they're going to want to run the ball. They have two of the best running backs in football. Their line is really good. Um, I mean, if you can it, again, Baker threw 33 times last week. It was his first 300-yard game, but again, it was in the. I mean, that first half was out of control. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, if you if you stop the run and you take away the that threat of the play action. Yeah. Secondary. I mean, Marcus Marcus is is he's way overdue. Marlon Marlin could use a pick. I don't know when the last time he had a pick was, but I I mean it, the secondary this should be a game where they're looking to get their uh, their hands on the ball.
1: Yeah, I think um, just to add one more thing that is something that it's right in front of you, like to keep your eyes on. But Miles Garrett might be the best pass rusher in football right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, playing phenomenal, and he has been um, despite his incident last year. He's been that guy for three years or so. Um, you, you don't get drafted first overall as a pass rusher unless you're an absolute dude, and he's an absolute dude. And we we've had Ronnie Stanley um, the last. Years to match up against him, and we don't have him this time. And so, you know, we'll see if uh, Orlando Brown can be up to the task, but we'll also see if, he, if they move him around a little bit and see if they can try to create some mismatches and try to get him into the backfield to cause some chaos.
2: Wait, what award did he win today, too? Did you see that Miles Garrett won the like?
1: Yeah, it was the he's the Browns candidate for Walter Payton.
2: Manning. Is it the Walter Payton man of the year? Yeah, which of course is pretty funny because everyone's. Freaking out about
0: that. And shout out to Bradley Bozeman, who is the Ravens candidate for the Walter Payton Man of the Year. Right. That is that is a great. I mean, that's a great job from the Browns just sticking by their guy being like, everyone thought this guy committed a crime on the field. Man of the year. That's 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 how you gain some trust. (laughs) Some organizational trust for the player. Uh prediction time, boys. Monday night football, Steve Levy, Brian Greasy, Lewis Riddick, Lisa Salters, I believe, on the sideline. What's our prediction?
2: uh, rdt you can start um, yeah. i'll go i'll go i'll go 30 to 20 ravens mm. i think i think i think again i think they start feeling themselves um i mean it, you know i, I think Lamar's going to get his feet back under him yeah i'll go 30 20
1: my turn go ahead 27 24 jt for the win jt for the doob we're doing walk-offs yeah, it's gonna be a walk off. Okay. I also do while. think
0: I also do think the Ravens are gonna win this game. I think they are gonna relish the role they are in right now, coming in, um, seeing weak nationally. But as you said, the Vegas line indicates this is a lot closer than I think the general public thinks about how these two teams have played the last five or six weeks. I think the Ravens win twenty six to twenty.
1: 26 getting weird with it getting weird
0: with it we'll get a little weird with it Ravens win but this I mean and as we talked about this is such a huge game uh for the Ravens going forward um and hopefully hopefully uh they can get it done this weekend against the Browns uh do you have any rule five draft thoughts Eric um
2: Do do you are you gonna miss Zach Pop? So that was the only thing. I, I, I didn't mind them not protecting him. He was a guy that came over in the Machado trade, hard thrower, strikes out a ton of people. Um, I think or, originally when the trade went down, people were saying that he may have been the best player out of all of them, that the Orioles got back, better than Diaz, better than Kramer. Um, but he, he had Tommy John, I believe, last year. So, again, I think the Orioles left him unprotected, hoping that a team would see him and say, okay, he's, he's still a year away. Um, and who knows how it will be after Tommy John? So that, I mean, that's about it. I think someone tweeted it perfectly. They were like, "Yeah, I'm gonna be sad for like 30 minutes, and then I'm gonna forget he was ever an Oriole." Um, I know, I know the guy they got from the Twins. I forget his name, Tyler Wells. I think is like six eight, and that dude just had he had Tommy John, uh, I think, two years ago. But he strikes out a ton of people. So and and then they drafted um um who's the guy Ben um Ben McDonald's nephew. So we got another uh, another nice Louisiana boy in the. Does uh, he have the drawl? I'm sure he does. I, 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 I would expect him to. So yeah, I, I would think so. But yeah, I mean, other than that, not too much. Um, I think it's it. Said, what they, they made a select like the 15th straight year, which is kind of crazy if you go back and think about it, and, like the nationals haven't made one in 10 years. So huh.
1: yeah, which is, it's, it's great. It, it was definitely, it was just an interesting yeah.
2: note, but other than that, um, no, I mean, it was, you know, I'm hoping that that we wake up to another, you know, Santan Darren a couple years or uh, Jay Gibbons, as the intern tweeted out.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Jay Gibbons, a great call there. You never know what these guys are ever going to be. So it's kind of like, let's go into their baseball reference page and see what kind of encouraging shit we can find. And and Mm -hmm. let's talk that up and feel real good about that, so. It's what happens every year. You kind of try to find, like, oh, this guy got on base at like a 370 clip at high
2: A. High A, yeah. They were T team It's like, like oh, oh, yeah. Man,
1: like, this guy could really be something. Never know. Yeah. Uh, most times they don't pan out, and that's fine, but sometimes they do. And that's where you get a Santander. And of course, Mr. F. Think of, yeah, uh, Jay Gibbons. I mean, Jay Gibbons, all time, <laughs> all time Rule Five guy. I lo- I'm a big Jay Gibbons guy. I don't know if we've ever, I've ever really told you that, but, uh, he no, I don't me believe Instagram, you've though. ever
0: explained your love for Jay Gibbons,
1: Jay Gibbons, just hitting dongs out onto Utah street. Like just, mm-hmm. was my heart. He, you he didn't have much to root for. in those those kind of that middle of the OOs with the Orioles and, uh, anybody who could, who could knock in 30 and have a chance at knocking in a hundred runs and, um, you know, it was just something exciting to see. And just, uh, you don't see many uh, redheaded sluggers, not named McGuire, out there. So it kind of mixes; it's uh, kind of a, adds some diversity into the uh, slugger mix. And uh, sometimes he'll show up in a press box with Tim Tebow and <laughs> to with them, which is crazy to see. He was,
2: um, he was, he was kind of that like he kind of bridged that gap to like the Melvin Mora Tejada teams. So yeah, like you said, yeah. like he was, he was on those teams when there was nobody.
1: I I, I, I feel like Taylor was perplexed by my Tim Tebow comment.
2: No, I remember we that. talked about, we that. Talked about that. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. talked about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
0: I'm a it's big it. Tebow guy. I don't know if I've ever said that on the – No, I've, that I've that never. Did you buy that, yeah. any of
2: his new um? Big did T-Bow you buy guy. any of his new uh, um? Uh, casual wear. No, 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 no. But I do
0: think one of really one, and not cause, just because it was against the Steelers but the, the the Tim Tebow overtime third of the Marius Thomas is really one of the great neutral sports moments I've ever had. I was remember watching that game with like eight friends and we just popped off when Tebow made that throw. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just,
2: everyone is rooting for them. It was so, it was just so,
0: so tremendous. Um, yeah. Big Tebow guy. And the reason I started with rule five as well is because I felt like we needed to ease into the Orioles before we talked about this Chris Davis situation, which at this point, he has Mike Bordick calling him out on Baltimore radio, which is just one of the more unbelievable storylines of 2020. <laughs> Mike Elias is giving very terse quotes at the winter meetings. Do you want to go off on this? Eric, you really have on Twitter. I mean, you kind of blasted him a couple of times. It's, I mean, I don't even know what the Orioles can do about this. It's just such a tough situation I mean, for them.
2: We talked about it a couple of weeks ago, and, and- – I mean, when I saw the comments from Dan Connolly on, what was that, Wednesday, I think it was, where he called himself, what, the big old lump you're stuck with. And it's like – I just – I thought they were very – because, again, he used to – at least he was always saying the right things and, you know, I want to be there for my team. And, yeah, I know it sucks, you know, I'm not performing well and blah, blah, blah. And now to come out and just basically be like, they knew what they were getting when they were signing – you know, when they signed up for it. It's like, no, what they knew they were getting was a power hitter had just hit 53 fucking home runs like we didn't know that you were going to drop down to be obviously there was going to be some regression it, it always happens but it's like we didn't expect you to be arguably the worst baseball player to ever play the game over the last five years like we didn't think all that was going to happen but i mean i don't I've, i just thought the quotes were like i mean just just a slap in the face to the team the fans everyone like that and and so, again, I, I, I don't know many people that were in his corner. Obviously, I want him to do well. He's on my favorite team. I would love it if he could come out and hit 250 with 30 home runs and, like, and we would just, I would just cry ha- tears of joy. But it's like, it's, it's just not going to happen. Like, I think everyone knows it. Yeah. And now to have Bordek, who's Bordek's one of his biggest supporters, the Crusher. I mean, that's Bordek <laughs> gets off on calling him the Crusher on these, <laughs> you know, on games. And, and now for Mike Bordick, of all people, to, to <laughs> to say something like that it's like again I don't know if the quotes just hit people the wrong way I mean I think it's clear that he's here because he was an Angelos guy um I would love to have been a fly on the wall in Mike Elias's office when he saw those quotes or heard those quotes or something and just I'm sure Dan I mean and Dan Duquette's just laughing somewhere but um (laughs) he
0: he kind of I mean I I I feel for a lot I feel for everyone involved to a certain extent and I, the only reason I feel for Chris Davis is this is now a guy who is probably just hearing it so much about how much he sucks. And that is just a tough position to be in after you earn something for doing something with that said for Mike Bordick, who is, is, and credit <laughs> him. I think Mike Bordick has really improved on the TV broadcast for Madison. I think he mm-hmm. was wrong when he got there. And I think he has evolved into a, into a, into a solid analyst, but he, he toes the line for the Orioles, Extremely, which you do as a home analyst. I mean, you're talking to the home fans, and you and you look for the right angles, and that's that's the the game that's played. He's not a, a national analyst, so to see him come out and say that was fascinating to me because that's yep. a guy who loves the organization. You know, is essentially working. He's working for Mass, but he's working as a as a spokesman, sort of for the organization. It's as he goes, to does a local broadcast. That was that was pretty crazy. I think Elias's quotes were were, were perfectly put. Um, this is a tough situation for all involved, and. We're trying to get Chris to improve, and it's disappointing. And that's all that's all you can say in his spot for sure.
2: But again, if there was a, if man. there was if I could sit down at a small local establishment in a dark in a dark bar and have a beer or two with Michael Elias, I would love it, love it, just to hear the shit that would come out of his mouth about about the Davis situation. But yeah, again, Elias, he's that's what he's gonna say. He's gonna say the same, you know. And I think he's playing it right. Um, and again, it's, it's just weird because Chris has always kind of said the right things. And it, maybe now he's just reached out like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna say. Everybody it. reaches that point. Oh, there, absolutely. The,
1: the way things have gone, there's really nothing he could say that comes out in any sort of positive manner. Like, I, like what do you want him to come out and just say like, hey, I've sucked. I, I'm just gonna stop playing. Like, I, I don't know what people want him to say. I think people would like that. People <laughs> would like that for sure. But um i mean what are you gonna do in his shoes like just not not collect your 25 million or whatever it is like
3: Mm
1: -hmm. he's in a tough spot and sure he has you know he's put himself there with his poor performances but um you know what are you gonna do like he 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 wasn't that far you know in terms of being correct like he wasn't that far off base with what he said
2: yeah i mean he was spot on again it's just like actually accurate (laughs) It's on. It just reminds me of like a kid, you know, when you're in school and and some t and some the teachers ripping into some kid and it's like, did you study or did you do this? No, I didn't. Like you're just so blatantly, like just honest. It's almost just like, well, okay, well, like what do and, I yeah, do? Yeah, do to they,
3: that?
2: <laughs> yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing you said wrong, but like, Jesus, man. Like, what? What are we like? What are we doing here?
0: And you know, and the the issue for for the for the Orioles. I mean, obviously, there's storylines as we really start to head towards what a spring training is going to look like here as as we roll is Chris Davis is going to be the guy besides the Orioles young players who I really think they've done a great job marketing and making the storyline about the team. Once they get to whatever a spring training looks like who, who the heck knows what that's going to look like. Um, but you know, it's going to be really interesting once Chris Davis gets back in front of the media, how he responds in a couple months. Um, cause that could sort of, that, that could lampoon a little bit of the, what the Orioles are trying to do and, and, uh, We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I, mean, I
1: tell you what, if he if he hits a home run on opening day or something, I'm gonna be the first guy on board.
0: <laughs> no doubt. I mean, you, that and that's the thing. You summed it up, RDT. Everyone wants to see this guy succeed. Like oh, I don't, yeah. he's he's on a team. Bad guy. He's done great things for the Orioles in the past, has produced some exciting moments. Like if he starts hitting dongs at I'm sure what will be an empty Camden yards,
1: because <laughs> I probably have no fans to start the year. I mean, that would be Awesome. He hit awesome. he hit like two home runs in a week in early March in spring training and I wore my Chris Davis jersey <laughs> <laughs> I, I wore literally right. to Friday that's or right. to Thursday stakes.
2: Yeah. I blogged. I, I said I can't believe that Chris Davis is going to win the comeback player of the year and MVP this year. <laughs> I literally blogged that and would retweet it every time he walked. He his like OPS was like was like 2200 or something the first week of spring training and it was like oh we're back baby. And b- there's no bigger don't let him get Hawkeye. Don't on let Twitter him get than up. Banks, than Banks um, don't big, let Chris Davis get out. He's a big, big, big.
1: Bad news for the league.
2: Yeah, I mean, that, I, I hope do it we, Do we do a um, bad news Bad news for the Yankees? Chris Davis woke up this morning? <laughs> do we get uh, do we I get think that Twitter, would send our Twitter, Twitter followers yeah. fired up. I,
0: I don't think anyone. I
1: don't think that that's going to be a winning proposition for us. <laughs> no. No, <laughs> if,
0: if people have lost faith enough in Lamar Jackson to hate that tweet, then they're, 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 it's just a straight troll Good job. Um, I mean, by I've our got... intern. By our intern. But our intern has
1: been sticking to that Lamar Jackson tweet. He's got gumption. He's really going for it.
0: Yeah, absolutely going for it. So they've, they've been sticking with it. There's really not much else to report from the Orioles stint at the winter meetings at this point. I mean, they're not going to make that many – big moves they go through the rule five draft you know they're looking is, for a shortstop. they've got a you know
1: is that what's going on right now winter meetings oh yeah, yeah. It's, oh it's, the, it's well winter meetings. i didn't it's know so that that's different. like the official period that we're in was the action. yeah.
2: his winter meetings uh he talked to the press today today i think i believe so but also we got the promo schedule today <laughs> that was my biggest takeaway from from this uh from um winter meetings is the promo schedule you got anything uh, we got a Jim Palmer bobblehead, which I'm going to need. Uh, there's an <laughs> Oriole bird bobblehead. The Hawaiian shirt is back and looks fantastic. Mm, floppy um, hat. Floppy hat's back, of course. Always
1: floppy hat. Yeah, there's yep. uh, there, there's the some cool stuff since the '90s.
2: Yeah, I mean, you I've got i I've got an HTS. Um,
0: oh yeah, then that's why you're an OG. So yeah.
2: half of our listeners probably don't even know what HTS. God, I I missed that that wall padding. The HTS. Was it Mike Regeye? Was he the play-by-play guy, Red Guy,
0: before Michael Red Guy? I think that's the what one his name. Other guys. I'm not sure. is... Before they went to like the Jim Hunter, uh, Gary Thorne situation. With I don't know. Home Team Sports. Home Team mm-hmm.
1: Sports. Simply the precursor, the Pre- predecessor to Comcast Sportsnet. Comcast I Think, Comcast sports I think
2: night, so night. too. Yeah. And NBC Sports
1: Washington. No.
0: Washington NBC. Yeah. Now NBC Sports <laughs> Washington. <laughs> Washington. These things change names. No, wow, but
2: boy. but I I was at the warehouse today. I didn't obviously didn't get to go in, but it was nice to pull up and, and see the warehouse and, and just be in that, that vicinity because best place in baseball. It's just, it's
1: just a nice place to be. Yeah.
2: But yeah, other than that, I got absolutely. nothing. We got nothing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The Orioles will, will roll into spring training. and It is really going to be interesting. And we'll, we'll talk about this as we get towards it to watch how, what they do um, with these young players, especially if they start to star in spring training. And I don't think Michael Elias is going to move away from the plan but that is going to excite fans if you have some of those top prospects go down there, like your guy, Adley, I'm really kind of your Twitter son, your social media son right now.
2: Yeah. I, like I said, I talked to him today. He's in, um, I think he's in Cabo with a, with a couple buddies. And I, I can actually read the, uh, the conversation I had. I said, Oh, we're going to get some fire TikToks from this. Huh? And he said, if you got any ideas, send them over. I said, wheels are spinning. I'll be in touch. And he said, good, Need ideas. So there you go. if you so, have any, uh, TikTok, Yeah. If you have uh,
0: any TikTok ideas for Adley, things. send them in, yeah,
2: send
1: them absolutely.
0: to the
2: pod. Also, I think today as of Thursday, there's, um, a 69 days until I, at least the Braves report to pitchers and catchers. So just, just throwing that out there or nice. yeah. 69 days, you know,
0: uh, moving through uh, the local sports scene.
2: Um, if you guys
0: have anything to say about Maryland basketball, I'll allow you to say right now,
1: they had a game. Okay. allegedly there was a game on the schedule they've moved around <laughs> they've moved around <laughs> moved i i know. didn't quite watch the first half but it was one of those things where i was at work um i was leaving i was driving home and i just i'm watching the score and at a certain point it's like you know i don't really feel so much in a rush to get home for this second half <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's pretty much how it went um Clemson's not really much of a powerhouse program um but we sure
2: made them look like one at yes. least maryland hasn't said they're not going to play any more non-conference games that
0: is true yeah what a showy move from they're coach still K. taking
2: on big time challengers
1: like st peter's st
0: peter's I mean, we're but, trying to but, get st francis pa
1: <laughs> hey we need them <laughs>
2: that was also the most They're like, doormat
1: right now by the way yeah they're bad they're that in their the conference most,
2: fly The most, like, we we knew that – didn't we literally call that happening with with Coach K last week?
0: Yeah, it's just Coach K puts himself in a tough spot there, especially with the shtick about Coach K just abandoning bad teams. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, boy, I mean, boy, did he just play right into that. And his – I mean, his concern is valid, obviously, with with what's happening with COVID, but – and, and he's canceling games with, with Charleston Southern and Gardner-Webb. So he's not really giving away, like, games he could lose. But there's, there's, there's just a lot involved there. They're sending their kids home for Christmas, and then they got to come back and gotta get back in the protocol. It's just – it's all very bizarre. There's a lot, I mean, there's, there, there's, a, there's a couple podcasts worth of talk about college athletics and what's going on right now True. that we had, including Maryland football finally playing a home game. Maryland football played a home game about six months ago um against minnesota one a th- know, that was sweet and then it's taken you know essentially two months to get back at home as the terps face off with Rutgers in the i-95 bowl so terps can <laughs> Turps can make a bowl game with a win
1: that was like my first week of uh, ocean city exile and that that feels like it was months ago it kind of was. was was like- that
0: your first week to minnesota or was that penn state
1: yeah, so I was Minnesota. Minnesota was my first week down wow, there. You were down there for a while then. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's right. That you were doing your roommate so gets COVID. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Shout um, out to the gay man. That was kind of the coming out party for, for Talia. And so we can say that uh, Talia Tungavailoa. Nicely done. There yep. we go. Now that friggin' stuck that landing. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's pretty much untouchable at uh, Maryland stadium. So I don't know. Like, All signs point to this being a good one.
2: I think it's yeah. Scott Van Pelt Field at Larry Brown or Larry Brown at Larry, Larry David Stadium. Sorry, sorry. I was thinking of Ben Wallace. You should just yeah.
1: quit this one. Just maybe give, get the next one. But...
2: That's, what that's, what the, that's what the stadium needs to be called. Scott Van, it, Van Pelt Field. Scott Van Pelt Field at Larry David Stadium. That would be the best name ever. It
0: tell him to pony up the rights money.
2: Sure, Scott could figure. They could figure something out. Talk
0: about a buzzkill right there, Scott.
1: <laughs> I mean, LD's got big time bucks. LD
0: does have big time bucks. There's no, I mean, that um, Seinfeld syndication money is not a joke. Curse indication money,
1: pretty good. They're right about the same amount of seasons. By the way, it's always sunny. Going for four more seasons is insane. amazing. I think that gets them to what nineteen, maybe even twenty.
2: Something insane. like that.
1: You don't have legs like that in the comedy game. Like that's mm-hmm. incredible. Like they are putting themselves into the discussion if they weren't already for greatest comedy of all time. Like for, for my money, it's Seinfeld, but it's always sunny just because they're going to have close to twice the volume as Seinfeld. It's like,
2: that's that's going to be great. Just hearing that, like there's, there's going to be that many episodes in 20 years that I can just sit on the couch and watch. I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. I can't say I've ever watched a full season. What? That's
1: sorry. That's so oh my, yeah.
0: Bad. I, I think that there's the potential for listeners of this show to lose a lot of respect for my TV habits as we continue to the show. <laughs> if that yeah. hasn't already happened, I mean, I, I, I mean, unless you're a challenge fan, in which case you can listen uh, to my personal podcast today in the challenge um, on all wherever you find your podcast, where I just talk about the challenge. That's not an actual podcast, but that really <laughs> I was like, me. wait, wait, that, is that real? That that, that is a show. Uh, but I'm getting behind. It's always sunny. Yeah. You guys can have it. Awesome. Thanks. I'll be glad. We'll it. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Uh, Nick Caner, Redley Man of the Week. Banks, you can
1: start. I'm going to offer you – this is unprecedented. I'm going to offer you the right to share it. Do you want to do it?
0: Yeah. I, I'm in a trusting mood around this holiday season. I will – without knowing i would I'm go in with offering with to share it with you oh okay it's our queen like well yes yes i mean yes that is what i was gonna me? that's what i was gonna say so yeah, yeah you're
1: hoping i'd say something different but i mean you can you can turn it down and go no back. i want i want it i i would like okay I, I, the, to accept credit to me it. for being generous here this is what this podcast is all about generosity
0: yes it is generosity <laughs>
1: um so we're going to share taylor Swift as our Maryland person of the week because her doing it for the second time during this entire thing is preposterous. She's put out two, uh, three full length albums in the last 18 months, pretty much. And I mean, we're just so blessed. Uh, We're good. Yeah. There's no doubt. We are currently uh, podcasting. It is about 11 PM. There's about an hour left until this album drops and we could not be more excited about it. So, um, Bef- like you will listen to this podcast and the album will already be out. Everybody will be in love with it. Um, if you are a Taylor Swift hater, I feel sorry for you, but yeah, have fun tomorrow with that because people are going to be just talking it like, like they were today. Like geez, I woke up today and Taylor Swift was just owning the internet, just completely owned it.
0: Yeah. I mean, the, the, I, I, there's not much more for me to say. You know, as someone that's named Taylor has the initials TS, you know, it's one of those points of pride things that you shouldn't have in your life, but you end up finding that you do. And uh, to have someone that represents the name that well, um, it's pretty amazing. This album will be fire, every single one of them is. Um, she's just a sensational human being. And, uh, as you said, you know, I if you don't like listening to Taylor Swift, you know, that's fine, you, everyone can live the life they would like to live, but i just think it brings a little bit more joy if you have some taylor in your life and that's that's just my thoughts on the matter and I, I can't wait for this so that has to be your
2: tagline on on tinder or something what like your life would be a little better if you had taylor in it or whatever you just said yeah if that was part of um, like, that, that was, was like part, a yeah. lyric that was yeah. a
1: lyric that would be even better but like, yeah. that
2: was that was amazing
0: will you be uh listening at midnight
2: rdc uh i will not <laughs> I will not if it if it comes on the radio. I will listen to it. I'm not a Taylor Swift hater, but I'm not like a, I'm not obviously as big of fans as you guys are. Like I, I think she's I think she's very good. With that film, said, who is your Nick Canner medley man of the week? My the week? Nick Canner medley man of the week is uh, known as well. He's David Andrew Bird, also known as Little Dicky, announced that they are filming uh, season two of Dave which was that's probably been my favorite part of quarantine so far is the show on fx fxx i think it is um absolutely fantastic show it's on hulu um i think little dicky is one of the most talented people in music he is just so damn funny all of his music is is great um and yeah that got me super uh super hyped up and and now i'm just gonna have to rewatch dave and if you haven't seen it definitely go out and watch that um good old little Dicky, So not I've, quite I've a Swift level, but. Yeah, I've been trying to find
1: time for that one. It's like on my list of two or three shows that I'm looking to just knock out real quick. I actually just fell into uh, a band of brothers, Foxhole for the first time, no pun intended, um, this past weekend. And then I just rolled right into the Pacific. Uh, might've had some nightmares the last couple nights, uh, but, you know, just for the sake of uh, learning some American history, kind of worth it. So
2: thank you for your service.
1: Thank them for their service. <laughs> Holy <laughs> hell. No doubt about that. My
0: John only Hassan. honorable my only honorable mention is a one I'm putting in the future that I'm just putting out and willing into existence. Uh, it's our listeners for supporting our campaign to support that, local. That was that's my other route be. that I was
1: gonna do.
0: That's that's who it's well, we're on the same page. That's you who it's gonna be. Because you guys are awesome and people in this city are awesome and, in this and, area. And, E- and I can't much- wait to see this. I can't, I can't wait to see. Cause it's just, it's a beautiful thing when people support people.
1: Yeah. Equally as much. And I know we've said it at the beginning of the show, but um, these teams and these people who are, who have people in the know or whatever they might be that have jumped with no hesitation. Um, you know, as soon as we reached out and had this idea, they were like, Oh yeah, absolutely. Here, take this, take this. Like, how can we help it's cr- it's crazy i mean it's like, just like
0: we've like no track record at all yeah no in
1: our record. in our little group chat like this idea just like evolved all day yesterday and all day today where it seemed like every hour or two we were just connecting with somebody else who was going to contribute this and we we're just like lfg over and over in this group chat about this little news nugget here and there and there's i think there's going to be some really cool people that get behind it um in the next few days so um I'm just really excited to try to help some people.
2: Yeah, like you said, I—I um, I, I mean, I'll tag along on the end of that. My, like my guy Chris Ruling at uh, Grade eights Memorabilia. Um, check check out their memorabilia again. He's a small business. They're selling T-shirts, they're selling sweatshirts, stuff like that. Um, I mean, he gave us four or five jerseys and a, and some signed pictures just uh, just just to do it. Um, said he doesn't care about you know how much how much he would have made off it or whatever. It's, it's not what he's about um brian beerley who's giving us an adley rutchman signed hat um jackie from the orioles it just again everyone i reached out to i had an answer in 10 minutes yeah here swing by tomorrow swing by saturday yeah. stuff like that so that again guy. just the people getting behind it and i was get, i was so fired up reading the text messages to get every update coming in being like yeah. oh we're getting this oh what about this idea and it was like all right let's let's keep this thing. i mean we were up texting until eleven thirty, you know midnight last night just an ideas like, yeah off.
1: ideas of how to launch this and how to get it in front of as many people as we can and mm-hmm. how can we get the restaurants to I mean it makes total sense for them to buy in but how can we like build this whole encouraging nature and behavior behind this entire thing and just help some people and um, I mean I just to name a couple other people I reached out to Lacey DaCosta and she pointed me in the right direction to talk to some people and like we're like I mean, the, the ball is rolling, and there's, there's mm-hmm. that we we can't quite get into either. It could be in the works. So, I mean, I'm I'm grateful to live in the city where this kind of thing can can evolve, and uh, and hopefully we can help some people in a way that's meaningful over the holidays. Yeah, and
0: once again, shout out to our guy uh, Marty Suma for jumping on with us and helping us. Yeah, big time. Um, who is an adopted Baltimorean who maybe loves the city more than anyone that wasn't born around here. He's from yes. Connecticut, but That's has adopted true. this place since he started working at Maryland and yeah, absolutely we, loves and has connected himself in the city. Um, uh, we haven't really
1: given him his proper dues either in terms of what he has created for this podcast and for this campaign.
0: Yeah, all Everything of our, all of our look, our logo, um, all of the graphics. The um, goddamn name was his idea. The name, Marty is a, a creative uh genius genius yeah story. i was going to try to think of a different word because creative genius is just thrown around all the time. but that that works um
1: he he came up with the name for the other podcast
0: i do here the, the most creative so without, thing, without
1: marty i'd have no podcast we names. we, we <laughs> had the idea for this this podcast and like the most creative thing we did was uh what should we name it uh let's let's call marty suma let's ask marty yeah, yeah and, and just he, ask he, just and he just spilled like eight podcast names out of nowhere like off the bat. And like, there were three or four that were like, Oh man, these, these are pretty good. And then exit 52 just, just jumped out. Like, and then next thing you know, we had, we had graphics and all this kinds of stuff and that's just Marty Summa Um, not just being a creative genius, but just uh, being uh, helping in nature and just being a good friend.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, and being a guy that, as I said, just like is a Baltimore guy now, like he, he, He's not he a Baltimore, Baltimore fan. He's now, a, he's a Giants and, and Red Sox fan. So we can, at some point we'll have him on and we can just hate on his teams, um, but loves, just loves Baltimore. Um, and as I said, worked with me at Maryland and got connected through it that way. And then it's just sort of adopted Baltimore as, you know, he stopped working in Maryland and stayed here, you know? So um, really cool to have Marty a part of it and his creative juices will help us and, and his, his connections around the area too. Um, to so many of these local establishments um and eventually once we, we get out of covid and we, we we can have you know a beer with our listeners marty is a guy and there's a fun time so the, the people can come yeah. out and uh, and 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 meet him as a great baltimore person uh boys uh there's not we have no mailbag this week so unless someone
1: has got a rant to get off their chest this one's just about over i wish i had a rant i um I'm just in too happy a mood right now in terms. I was
2: going to say it's not the rant energy. season.
1: My energy is is high. I just want to just uh, keep the positive energy going and try to uh, influence that on as many people. So I'm not going to spit the hot fire this week.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We had our we've had we've had our time to rant with the with the uh, with the Orioles and the Ravens and what uh, they've done the past few weeks and I could
1: put Dick Sporting Goods on the list though. No, We'll, they're we'll, we'll they're talk planned. about them. I we'll could tell it about them next week. Next week, okay, that works.
0: Yeah. We'll talk about Dick Sporting Goods next. We'll see if Dick Sporting Goods can redeem themselves over the next four or five days. That's enough for this week on the x 52 <laughs> podcast. Make sure to follow the guys at Barstool Banks. You can follow RDT at E D I T T I twenty two on Twitter. You can follow me at Taylor Ten. You can follow Marty. We'll give Marty a shout out at Marty McFly thirty-four um on Twitter. You just
2: rip that off the top of your head.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I've been in the Twitter sphere with Marty for a long, that's long true, that's time. True. So that that Dude, thing's been
1: popping up. When's the last time? When's the last time we had a McFly bomb?
0: It's been way talk too about long a, a reason to support one. local. Talk about <laughs> a reason to support local, right there. The McFly bomb just could not be more more legendary. Uh, follow the podcast at X52 Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, and as we have talked about at the top and just now, uh, support the Be There for Be More campaign. Once again, you've got to submit a receipt. Um, from a local um, carryout order or whatever you do um, with a tip 25% or more. Obviously we're not saying do it every night, but if you can do it one time this month to help out one of those places, that Ooh. helps us out.
1: Do we want to clarify like how, at least at first, how we plan to like potentially organize this in terms of when we'll do drawings? I don't know. Yes. You press yeah. do you, no, go ahead. So, and you can correct me if I'm wrong on this because we, We've had a lot of iterations of these ideas where I may just glob them into this, but I believe our current plan at the moment is for our first drawing to be on Monday for Monday night football. We want everybody to go order on Monday night, especially because like a Monday night football game for these city bars and restaurants and stuff would be big money makers. It's kind of football season is huge for them. Football Sundays are huge for them. When the Ravens get a Monday night, they get big business on a night when they normally wouldn't. So this would have been a huge night for them that they're not going to get. So I want everybody to go out, order out, get carry out, get delivery, whatever it might be. If possible, try to avoid the grub hubs and the door dashes and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and tip well. Tip these people that these people, these bartenders, these, these uh, servers, whatever they might be, they would have, you know, they'd be pouring. Dozens and dozens and maybe hundreds of beers on a Monday night football game that they're not going to, and so they're missing out on tons of tips. They're missing out on their livelihood. So um, let's try to make that night kind of make it right. You know, try to try to make it what it would be otherwise. And so um, that's kind of going to be the first drawing. And so submit your receipts that night, and we're we plan on doing a drawing that night. Maybe at halftime, maybe afterwards, maybe after the game. Um, not sure how many prizes we'll do on that given night. Not sure which ones they'll be. We'll decide that as that time gets closer. But um, there's going to be some some cool shit to give away off the jump. And then um, moving forward, we'll probably do weekly drawings for when you submit receipts for during the week. And we'll pull that. And then we'll do the same thing during the next Ravens game, which I believe is a Sunday game against the
2: Jaguars, Jaguars, Jaguars.
1: after uh, this next week. So we'll do a drawing for people who order out on that Sunday as well. So pretty much every week there will be a Ravens game drawing and a weekly, like another bucket of drawings. And we can change that as we get more prizes and stuff. Cause right now they're pouring in, in a way where we're going to be giving them all out, like, a lot but you know we'll see how it evolves i'm excited to see where it goes and like yeah. we
2: also haven't thrown out the idea of like if you if you do an or take out order of 200 bucks and you tip 50 75 100 bucks like we you know I, like i know we've at least talked about that giving something out for like all oh, the biggest biggest tip of the week or something like that or or again if you if you just yeah. absolutely you know blow up a tip jar something like that like yeah if you we'll if you try tip and like do 50%
1: something. we'll like Put, put in a double order in the drawing for you or
2: something. Yeah. Something like that. So, and again, if you guys have ideas, bring them on, bring them on. Yeah. Like we're Whatever, we're helps, ears. Whatever helps. Yeah. We're, we're all ears. And, and again, we're just trying to help out. So.
0: You guys summed it up very, very well. Make sure to support um, starting on Monday. Well, actually anytime this weekend, obviously, but Monday, um, you get that chance for that first drawing. Um, we'll obviously shout out the winners. We'll shout out everybody that participates. We'll tweet back at you. We'll favorite it. Um Anybody that that supports us, throw it in the Instagram story. If if it's an Instagram, um, you know, post to us, whatever it may be. So make sure to support. Appreciate everyone listening. And we will see you next time on the Exit 52 podcast.